It seems like everyone lately is talking all about AI and chat GPT. The big question on everyone's mind is, will AI make blogging obsolete? So today we're going to talk about how AI can be a helpful and useful tool for food bloggers, what we might know about what the future could look like with AI writing, and how to leverage AI in your business right now. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey, friends. Welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. I know that we need to hop right in to this topic because it is a juicy one, and I really think it is going to be something that just makes you think. I know that this topic of AI is everywhere, it it seems, these days. And I wanted to be able to just provide a perspective on some of the good things about AI, some of the bad things about it, and ultimately just kind of help to start a conversation around what this looks like for our industry going forward. Now, whether you are brand new to the podcast or you have been listening for a long time, thank you so much for tuning in today and welcome. My name is Madison Wetherill, and I am the founder and CEO over at Grace and Vine Studios, where we specialize in building custom brands and websites for food bloggers who are looking to take their business to the next level. Now, as always, I love to share just a little quick behind the scenes of things that are going on in my life. And just as a reminder, this is something that I encourage you guys to do in your own way, in your own platforms across your blog, just to get to know your audience a little bit better and to give them permission to share a little bit about themselves as well. So lately, we have been juicing tons and tons of lemons because we have a lemon tree in our backyard. I don't talk about this super often because it's super random, but I have a weird obsession with lemons. I love just the tartness of them and the sweetness. And so when we bought our new house about a year ago now, I was so excited to see that we had a very mature lemon tree in our backyard. And when we moved in, the previous owners told us that they would recommend cutting back the tree every other year because it would be impossible to use up all the lemons. And I basically took that as a challenge to figure out how to use lemons in anything that I possibly could. Now, I will say that they were right because there are a ton of lemons and we have been juicing probably 20 or so at a time just to be able to try to get through them. And even though we are coming up on the end of citrus season here in Arizona, I still have hundreds of lemons on our tree. So I have been freezing lemon zest, freezing lemon juice, using it for all kinds of recipes, and it's really fun, but it is also just a lot of lemons. So there is your very random personal story for today and a look at why there is a lemon in the branding for my food blog. Now, speaking of juiciness, like I talked about, this is a really juicy topic in the industry right now. This is something that it seems like everybody is talking about and a lot of people have thoughts and concerns and excitement around AI. And so I just want to first 
mention before I go into kind of my outline for today that I know this is a topic that has people a little bit concerned and worried. And all I can say to that concern is that we did not get into blogging because it is a necessarily safe career. We got into blogging for many, many different reasons, but one thing that blogging is not is boring or safe or the same every single day. This industry has been changing since probably you got into it, whether you have been in the blogging industry for a year or 10 years or 20 years. Blogging has constantly been changing, and that's how we need to look at this as just one other change that is happening in our industry that we need to understand and pivot where we need to. So I just want to say that, you know, I know that this is something new and new can sometimes be scary. And so I want to acknowledge that before I go into this episode in particular. And just know that I am speaking from the knowledge that I know and, you know, the experts that I know that are talking about this. And this is not a completely conclusive you know, episode about the possibilities of AI. This is just a little bit of a snippet. So let's jump in to this very spicy topic of AI. Let's first talk about why bloggers are worried about this. If you haven't really heard people talking about this yet, you might not even really realize why certain people are upset about this or concerned. So even though this seems to be in every single food blog group that I'm in, every podcaster is talking about this, There are a couple of things, just some brief information to kind of get you started if you are brand new to this idea. So the world of technology has seen a crazy big surge of development tools that are around AI or artificial intelligence. Specifically, the most well-known one that we have right now is ChatGPT, which was created by OpenAI. So if you have heard the phrase ChatGPT, now you know what it is. GPT, if you're wondering, stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer, which is a type of artificial intelligence language model. Basically, it is coded in a way to speak and write naturally like a real person wrote the information. So for example, you can ask ChatGPT something like, write a blog post about stuffed red peppers in a cheerful voice, and it will understand that you want it to have a certain tone to it. But really, this is just the start. There are AI tools coming out every week for everything. I saw a commercial the other day for Adobe's latest AI program that they're using. I forget what it's called, but it can create some insane images that you would think only the biggest Photoshop experts could come up with, and it's completely generated by AI and by prompts. So this is really everywhere, and it is you know, like new things are, it's all the rage right now and all that everybody is talking about. But as it is with technology, the world of AI is changing incredibly rapidly. ChatGPT was only introduced in November of 2022, and that is not even six months ago. So a lot has happened and a lot of things have changed since the first iteration of this. And That has also included just a lot of other tools being released as well as competitors and just other options that are out there. Google even came out with its own chatbot called Bard, which functions very similarly to ChatGPT. There are also AI softwares that you can use to generate photos, videos, graphics, all the things. And I'm going to leave a couple of links in the show notes of examples of this. One example was from 
um, food blogger and photography educator Joni Simon. She generated a cupcake photo that is pretty amazing. And she specifically stated that she generated it with AI for a purpose of just talking about AI. But I think it would have fooled most people if she had not given that disclaimer. There's also AI-generated images like the Pope in a puffer jacket or a teddy bear riding a skateboard in Times Square. Lots of different funny things like that that people are using it for just for fun. But the thing is, you know, all of these types of images or types of media being created in an artificial intelligence way is something to potentially be concerned about. There are a lot of people that are worried that it could replace our jobs, but I want you to remember that there is a lot of things that AI can do. But at the end of the day, there's a lot that needs that human touch. AI is just a tool. And if we think back to high school or maybe your kids are in high school and they, you know, I don't even know actually if kids use these these days, but we all used a graphic calculator in some of our advanced math classes. And without knowing how to use that calculator, it's just a bunch of buttons and functions and, you know, maybe those fun little games that they had built into those calculators. But it's really useless if you don't know how to use it properly. These AI tools are just like that. They are tools that we can use to our benefit to potentially make our work easier for us. But at the end of the day, you have to have a human touch to be able to use them well. So as you know, more of these tools are coming out and more things are happening with it, a lot of these tools are getting better. They're improving. And if you start to play around with them, you will probably discover that it doesn't know everything, but it can help with a lot of different things. So there's some risks and opportunities to keep in mind as you start to go down the path of learning how to use these tools and just using new tech in general. So let's talk about a couple of ways that you might be able to use AI in your blogging business and how you might want to approach it. The first, probably most obvious way is using AI for writing blog posts. Now, ChatGPT is a language tool, so it makes sense that a lot of its capabilities are around words. But the magic here is really in the prompts and the questions that you ask it to work through. So just for fun, I thought I'd give you an example that has nothing to do with food blogging, but has to do with this episode specifically. So I asked ChatGPT to write a blog post for the future of AI for bloggers. And this is what it gave me as an example. The future of blogging, how AI is revolutionizing content creation and engagement. It's pretty good. It's a pretty thorough title. Now, here's another example of how I can use tone. So I had the same prompt and I said, write a blog post title about the future of AI for bloggers in a sarcastic tone. And it gave me the future of blogging, say goodbye to creativity and originality thanks to AI, which literally made me laugh out loud when I read it. Here's another example in a cheerful, upbeat tone. Get ready to soar how AI is taking blogging to exciting new heights. And then last I asked it to give me a title in a serious tone, and it said, AI in the future of blogging, what every blogger needs to know. Now, just a quick food blogger example. I told it, I am a food blogger writing about the best cheese for mac and cheese. Can you write me a witty introduction? And it said, mac and cheese, the ultimate comfort food, but choosing the right cheese can make or break it. Fear not, fellow cheese lovers. I've done the taste testing for you. Let's dive into the delicious world of mac and cheese cheeses. I wanted to show you those examples because they're kind of fun to see what different types of things you might use. And you can also just use this as a starting place for your content. Something else that you can do is to generate 
information that you might use in your blog post. So for example, you might use it as a search engine and say something like, what are some fillings that you could put in stuffed peppers? And it's going to give you some answers like ground beef, black beans, chicken, rice, etc. And you can use those ideas to generate different things that you want to include in your blog post. It's kind of like when you have one idea and then all of a sudden five or six follow it. It's just a good starting place and it can help you to fill in certain areas of content on your site. Something else that you can use AI for is to support you with SEO. One program that our team has been playing with is a WordPress plugin called AI Engine, and I'll link that in the show notes. You can do a lot with this, including quickly brainstorming new titles, descriptions, or excerpts for your posts, or even about your blog posts. So for example, you could ask it to write the blog post, or you could ask it something like, you could tell it something like, rather, I am a recipe blogger who blogs at, you know, myblog.com. I wrote a blog post recipe called Stuffed Bell Peppers, provide three different SEO titles that are SEO friendly for the post. And then here's what it gave me in about three seconds. Delicious stuffed peppers recipe for a perfect family dinner. Easy and healthy stuffed bell peppers recipe. How to make stuffed bell peppers a step-by-step guide. So they're not that bad, really. They're They've got some creativity. They're pretty, you know, generic in a lot of ways. So it doesn't seem like it is unreal. They're definitely a great place to start. And something that I've heard people say, and I've found for myself that is true as well, is it can be really helpful when you have writer's block. Once you have something to work with, there's an idea that has been generated. It's really easy for those gears to start spinning and to crank out something completely original. So sometimes those short little descriptions can be the hardest part of your blog or even that first sentence and getting started on the blog post can be the hardest thing. So these tools can be helpful for things like that just to get your wheels turning. Another SEO piece of your blog post that you could do is ask it to help you with writing the meta description for your blog post. Now let's talk about AI for social media. Now, if social media is the bane of your existence, you might be jumping for joy that there is a way to make it more simple for you. You can use AI to help you with social media copy or captions for your Instagram posts and things like that. It's just another great way to leverage this new technology. And this is another place where it's really helpful to adjust the voice and the tone of the answers that you're asking. So back to the stuffed peppers, you could ask ChatGPT to generate three different titles that are a little sassy with a strong call to action verb for posting to Facebook. And here's an example of some of the sassy Facebook titles that it gave me. Crush your cravings with our savory stuffed bell peppers. Spice up your weekend routine with stuffed bell peppers or get your mouth watering with these stuffed bell peppers. Definitely a good start for sure and something that I probably wouldn't have come up with by myself. I probably would have come up with something a little bit more boring by default. But if you decided to use those for Facebook, you might tweak them a little or you might completely tweak them a lot just to make it more unique. But again, it's three ideas that were generated more quickly than you might have come up with on your own. And you could do the same thing for captions for Instagram or Pinterest. If you are using Tailwind for Pinterest, it has an AI feature as well that is called Ghostwriter. And it is a Chrome extension that works within your browser And it's a little bit more geared toward marketing and writing social media copies specifically. There's a couple different pricing tiers that they have, but right now you can test out just a few requests per month, the free version, and see if it's something that is helpful for you. Now, there's so many ways that you can use ChatGPT and other AI tools for writing copy specifically. You could use it to write things like FAQ answers, 
And this is super helpful for stuff that you don't know or you need to phrase in a different way. So you could ask it something like, do bell peppers need to be blanched before stuffing them? Another one is things like how-to or non-recipe posts. So things like how to reheat leftover stuffed bell peppers. You could ask it for help with writing your recipe card instructions. Your exact recipe might be a little bit different and it might need some tweaking or rearranging, but again, it's a start. You could use it for something like email copy. This is really helpful if you struggle with writing marketing copy and you don't want to just copy and paste it from your blog post. You can ask it to write a friendly marketing email about your stuffed bell pepper recipe. And it's helpful if you can include the link as well because it will actually pull some things from that blog post. And then lastly, you could use it to rewrite old content. If you have an old post that needs some little improvements, then you can ask it to rewrite a paragraph to be SEO friendly. If you've experimented with ChatGPT for any of these things or other things, I would love to hear how you're using it. So definitely make sure to come share it with me on Instagram. I think this topic is just really fun and it's a creative way for people to use technology in different ways. Let's talk about AI for graphic design. So just to show you that I'm not afraid of AI, I run a graphic design business and I'm going to tell you that there are ways to generate graphics with AI. There are even tools that can generate lots of designs quickly. But at the end of the day, there's really nothing like the power of that human touch and specifically the human brain on something. But one of the tools that I saw this week is called Pin Generator, which can generate Pinterest pin designs. You can pop a URL of a blog post into this generator and it will choose a few images from the post and it can spit out a bunch of Pinterest designs. Now, I don't think that these are the most beautiful designs, but it's something and it's something to get started with. Tools like this aren't going to put me out of business because at the end of the day, our team knows good design in and out and we know better what we can create for somebody over what a computer might think looks good. A computer is going to be generating images based on a set of data and at the end of the day, what that data might spit out is going to be completely different than what we're going to come up with on our own that's going to be completely unique. There were a few things that I noticed in what I was testing, like spacing issues or image cropping being a little bit off or just some odd font combinations and pairings. And at the end of the day, these aren't going to incorporate, you know, a specific brand for a specific person. It's going to be very generic. Those little mistakes and idiosyncrasies, if you will, are the things that as designers, our brains are trained and our eyes are trained to see and to avoid. But for a computer, that is something that has to be trained into the computer and coded into the computer to be able to do those things. So as of right now, you know, these are things that can be valuable for somebody who maybe isn't in the stage to afford a designer or who doesn't know or want to learn how to use Canva. Canva even has their own AI tools at this point. So again, this is another tool that can be used in, you know, your arsenal of tools for food blogging, but it is not meant to replace the potential work with an expert in a specific area, including writing. So let's talk about a few of the risks with AI. Just like with any new technology, there can be risks and there can be things that don't go as planned. There's a lot that is still being figured out about this. There are you know, laws that are being created around this. And this is a completely new and changing landscape. Let's first talk about SEO and what Google has had to say about AI content. 
So they have come out and said that when it comes to AI content, Google is fine with it as long as the content is still useful and written for people and not for SEO. So if AI is being used to write spammy content or to write content that is geared towards ranking for SEO, that's still going to be a problem within itself, just like it would be if a human was using their writing skills for that purpose. Now, there's some valid feedback from content creators that these AI systems are co-opting their recipes and their original content, and that it's basically scraping, you know, the original content that creators are making and using it in AI software. And that is definitely a completely valid concern, and it's an interesting conversation to follow. AdThrive recently posted some examples of terms of service language that you can add to the legal notices on your site. It's worth a read if you are you know, curious about this and would like to see some of the standards that they'd like to see for content creators when it comes to how AI is going to be scraping our websites going forward. And then, of course, there's a matter of how you're going to use these tools. At the end of the day, like I've said a few times, AI lacks the human touch, and you have to be careful with what you are just blindly copying and pasting from them. You want to make sure that you are reading over the information that you are choosing to put into your content if you are generating it from AI. Now, these softwares like ChatGPT are very aware of their limitations, and there are some pretty intense disclaimers when you first log on for the first time, but we know how quickly we can just ignore those and move on. These are safeguards that they have in place, but it's still very new, and we know that the chatbot can produce offensive, misleading, or biased content, or even incorrect information. So with that in mind, there's a few things that you must do if you're going to use these tools on your site. First, always make sure that you are fact-checking. If it includes historical facts or scientific information, you want to make sure those are correct. Again, Google does not want you to be having spammy, bad content, or incorrect information. You also want to check for plagiarism. There are some free tools that you can find if you search on Google, but essentially you're going to copy and paste what you get out of the AI generator and write it into the checker to make sure that it's not being scraped and copied and pasted from another website. Always make sure to use a spelling and grammar checker. I recently installed Grammarly and it is so handy for all the things. So definitely make sure to use Grammarly or copy and paste the information into a Google Doc to make sure there's no spelling or grammar errors. Be sure to add your own personality. Edit it so that it sounds like you and it sounds like a real human. If you throw in some y'alls or shindigs or whatever other words that you like to use into your writing, it's going to make a lot more sense and be a lot more personable if you add those into the AI-generated content as well. Lastly, please keep your readers in mind. If your readers always comment how to store or free something, include that information for them. Be sure to still include that information, even if the AI-generated information didn't include that information. So you know your readers better than an AI software are going to be able to know your readers specifically, so make sure that you are writing for your readers first. So in short, before these tools existed, we always were striving to make our content better than the other content that's out there. We want to continue to do that. We just can maybe take some shortcuts now to be able to fast track our writing and to write with less stress and hopefully writer's block. I would love to hear how you guys 
are taking AI, what you guys are thinking about it, and if you are using it for your food blog or if you are avoiding it like the plague. Either way, I would love to hear if this episode, you know, piques your interest in using some of these tools to make your work easier on you. I am all about working smarter, not harder around here. So would love to hear what you guys are thinking or where you think AI might take the blogging industry. As always, feel free to hop over on it to Instagram and connect with me there. I'm over there at Grayson Vine. It always makes my day when you guys send questions or share that you are listening to a podcast episode or which ones you guys are enjoying. So please do that. It means so much to me to know who is on the other side of the headphones right now listening into this episode. Until next week, friends, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.